All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Brian Shesko. And Brian, we, uh, we are coming off the biggest American football weekend of the year. Yes, that's right. A lot of it would argue it would be some of the college bowl weekends, New Year's Day and others. Mm-hmm. But the Super Bowl in this country, at least for the last 60-plus years, seems yeah. to be the biggest American football weekend of the year. I'm surprised it's not a national holiday. The day after. The day after. Probably should be. Should be a day Just off a, of work. A little bit of a day of recovery. And or move the game to Saturday night. Yeah. I know that bothers people, but move it to Saturday so then you know we're not doing it on Sunday night. Then it's not, granted, then it's not Super Bowl Sunday, but it can be Super Bowl Saturday. You're trying to make changes to things. I don't think you want to mess around with there, Dave. Fair enough. Point being, it was a good game. Yeah. It was a good time. You were, were you neutral or were you a Bengals guy with uh, Ohio, Ohio no, ties? No, yeah. So, like, no, I, I was happy for Matt Stafford. I wasn't neutral. Yeah, I think that's... I kind of did. Want, I, I feel like since, like, nothing ever good happens to Cincinnati people. That's true. And so I kind of felt they deserved something. Like, L.A. gets titles and baseball and basketball and now football and you know, it's so uh, LA's, you know, they're used to titles. Yeah. Cincinnati, come on. Let's give them a title. Cincinnati fans uh, avoid the onion, um, especially the article. Ooh. Cincinnati residents take solace after loss, after loss in city's lack of culture, terrible food, stupid name, and boring downtown. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the onion. Who cares about a little trophy when you've got high crime, zero distinctive features, and mediocre walkability, <laughs> say citizens? <laughs> the onion can still... The onion can still do so. Onion's still relevant, yeah, I they guess. They can still, they can just still, they can still do it. Uh, Even if they've been bought by a, a bigger weird conglomerate and they laid off a bunch of their writers and they're not quite as funny as they used to be. But that every was once, pretty good. Every, every once, once in a while, while, they'll do it again. Okay, all right, fair enough. Anyway, so we were talking briefly before the pot here, and oh. how the viewership worldwide pales in comparison to real football. That is true. I don't know that I would have guessed the gap is that wide based on at least on the statistics that, that you saw. I did. I went to Statista.com. They do global surveys and other things. That mm-hmm. It looks like from just viewing their highfalutin website that they mm-hmm. know what they're talking about. Sure. But this past year, the Super Bowl here in the United States got a worldwide viewership of $140 million, Which is a lot of people. Sounds like a lot. Mm-hmm. Brian, the, the, the FIFA World Cup Finals and the Champions League Finals, they they dunk all over it, though. Mm-hmm. 
Like the, the the World Cups are in the five hundred million range. Yeah, that's way more. The Champions League finals, if only there was a way, if I only could have looked it up, I think are much much higher as well. But it, again, it's a worldwide sport, and our American football is not a worldwide sport. Right. But it always bothers me when they say we are world champs. I yeah. mean, I guess you are the best American football team in the world. Yeah. So I guess you you're the American football world champs. I guess it just sounds sounds weird. Yeah. To me, the nothing in American football will be good until Peyton Manning and Eli Manning can do mm. a simulcast with every single game. Well said. I don't care about it unless sure. they're on it. So. For sure. I am with you totally. So I hope but everyone... This, this is not a Peyton and Eli podcast. No, no, it's not. I wish it was. Mm-hmm. I would just sit here and listen to them. That's right. Ryan, we got a lot to kind of fly through, and we need to fly through it. There's that, a lot. Is that possible? I, yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of flies. Yeah, and and you know how it goes. Uh, we always we always come into this with good intentions, and uh, it never uh, never works out the way we think it will. Even when Scott is here to corral things, uh, for sure, it still doesn't ever. It doesn't uh, doesn't help a lot it, of times. We continue to ramble on our way as he uh, sometimes falls asleep and gives us some well timed eye rolls. Yeah, and uh, we sometimes have to pause the pod and say, Scott, are you you still here? You yeah. you with us? But Scott, I think will be joining us hopefully next week. Yeah, sounds, if, uh, sounds all like uh, all things yeah. planned. Hopefully that can happen. Um, game week twenty five is over. No, yes, game week twenty five just ended. Yeah, and so this week we're about to head into a double match week. A double match week of, of I would say of massive significance. Uh, the first time where we have. So I think some major decisions to be made here. I want to ask you about uh, kind of. I feel like one of the things that changed uh, that changed decisions. It doesn't seem like by transfers, it's changed people's minds too much. But the ending of the Manchester United Brighton match, I- I'm I'm shocked at the way things are moving in FPL right now, given what Manchester United did yesterday. I feel like it was a Wednesday. We're recording this on Wednesday. But I'm surprised it's it's not moving the needle a little bit more. Okay. So I want to. I feel like we have. There's just some some strategy things, especially going into this week. Okay. And beyond. Yeah. No, there's a ton to talk about. Let's dive into it. So let's talk about at least game week 25, and then we'll, what's going to happen after that. Brian, we're in a double match week. Yes. Scott would say, "Don't use your free hit here." Some people look. This this is the first time that a legitimate double match week. We've had one before, but I feel like. Like, I didn't play a chip that week because I was able to have enough players playing, and it didn't seem to bother me, right? Mm-hmm. I've used one chip. I used one of my free hits earlier in the year because I felt like the matchups were very good. Yeah. I said that on previous pods why I did that. Anyways, this week, Brian, yeah, there's a lot of players you might have on your team that are already in double match weeks, and I, I think one of the bigger decisions that people are going to have to make is I think there's going to be two different types of decisions people have to make this week. Number one, do I do I possibly bench boost and or do I triple captain? Yep. And then the other thing is if I triple captain, who's it gonna which Liverpool guy is gonna be? Pretty much. So the first question I feel like we need to ask is uh, is there an argument at all to be made for triple captaining someone that isn't Mo Salah? We talked yes. about this a little bit last week, and I, I feel like because there's broad FPL debate about whether or not to triple captain or bench boost in a week like this, where there's a lot of double-week options. 
So if you have the double weak players, one, I don't know how you're not satisfied with the matchups that they have or the teams that are doing this. I feel like there's a lot of really good options for this. Right. I think the argument could really be made, depending on what your team setup is, that the bench boost might be a better option for you. So I'll tell you my thoughts right off the bat, and then we can just kind of dissect it. This is how I feel about triple captain. Number one, I don't think I've ever hit one. Okay. So I don't expect to hit one this time. Okay. Um, Oftentimes, it's triple captain options that have games that don't seem like triple captain option games. Right. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah, it does. In other words, this week, Liverpool has Norwich and Leeds. On paper, it will never hardly get much better than yep. that. Now, as my brother Matt and I always say to each other, things never seem to work out like they're supposed to on paper. Right. So I'm sure something will happen that will derail this. But on the other hand, do you want to be the guy, if you're in a mini, you know, most everyone is probably in multiple leagues, do you want to be the guy who doesn't cap, triple captain someone Yeah. and then miss out? Now, I say all that to say this. If you're deciding between a bench boost and a triple captain, the bench boost might be the better play for you, okay? Yeah. But at some point, you do want to still play your triple captainship. So right. will there be a better time and better matchups the rest yeah. of the season than Liverpool player versus Norwich and Leeds? So that's my argument yeah. actually for the triple captain is because I just don't think there's going to be another team with better matchups than this on paper. Now, yeah. I already prefaced by saying this. It doesn't always happen like it's supposed to on paper. In yeah. fact, it almost never does. And you, so that pretty much negates everything I just said. Well, you know for Liverpool for sure, the only remaining match they have to be rescheduled is at Arsenal. I would say that is a legitimately, in, according to the matchup rating system, I feel like that is a... Are they gray? Up, no, they are red. They're red. At, at, okay. at Arsenal yeah. is a red matchup. I think that is. I think that is. I was going to say. I think that is fair. Liverpool could win it, but that's a tough game, right? So no matter where they add that, even if it's so, one of I know that this is broad discussion out there. Kind of when when this is going to happen. I think there's expectation that game week 36 is going to be a rather large double match week. So that's one that's. But that's so far down the road. There's no. There's no. There's no prepping for that until. Right. That's what I mean. Until we know for sure. In the meantime, there are a lot of weeks where, you know, you can find these. These trackers are out there. I'm only I'm saying this because, like, we still, like, as we're looking at it, you still see, you know, Leicester still has four matches to be rescheduled as of right this moment. Leicester has three. The, their, the Burnley match has been rescheduled uh, for game week 27. What I'm saying is, like, Leicester still has three beyond that. Everton still has three to be rescheduled. Like, there are, there are clubs that I think at some point we'll get to see more of that their their form can change. They're like and, and if you're adding those doubles somewhere down the line to something better than like Liverpool and Arsenal, I think you would want to I think you would you'd probably prefer that. What I'm saying is I'm agreeing with you. I don't know how you're like regardless of what could or couldn't go wrong. This is like the dream matchup. Oh, yeah. And so I guess that's the question. I, I mean, we asked it last week, and now it's crunch time. We have mere days to decide Mere this. days. If by the time you're listening to this, even a day or two 
at most sure. to decide what to do and whether or not like to me the ceiling obviously on sala is infinity the ceiling on sala is what two hat is two he, is two hat tricks that like, is you're right that is the I, I feel like that is the ceiling on him going into this double week playing both games at home uh, something that we I don't know that we can enter it in now. They played a Champions League match today. Obviously, the key players played for a we while. Did. A major development at the end of that match is Diogo Jota. What happened with him? Diogo Jota, as uh, as it was said by Jurgen Klopp uh, after the match, his ankle is swollen. Obviously, not a good sign. But we Ooh. have to see. We'll check tomorrow. I would say. If you have so he played forty, he played the first half. Jota. Jota played the first half in the Champions League today. Okay. Klopp said he was able. It was. It was. In the, it wasn't bad enough that they had to substitute him immediately. That he did play through it until the end of the half. But when they checked it, it was there was swelling. Okay. I'm saying if you know for sure that Jota is right now a swollen ankle doubt for the first match of the double match week. Okay. I don't know how you can say anything other than Mo Salah is a lock for the for two both games for the two matches. Well, so again, this brings it up. I am, I'm, I am so with you. Mo Salah on paper, initially when you look at it, you're like, okay, that's, I'm triple captain. I will never have on paper a better matchup the rest of the year right. than this. The only thing is this, and I just want to bring this up because I just think it's worth talking about. You look at Salah's last. Five games he's played for Liverpool, okay? Going back five games that he played. Remember, he missed week match weeks 22 and 23. Yep. He had a zero against Leicester, 90 minutes. Seven against Chelsea, 90 minutes. A two against Tottenham a in 90 minutes, one point. 30 minutes against Leeds, uh, 30 minutes against Leicester, and three points, certainly 90 minutes against Burnley. Yeah, you flip that around and you you put that up against the last five games that Andy Robertson has played: mm-hmm. nine against Tottenham, twelve against Brentford, eleven against Crystal Palace, six against Leicester, seven against Burnley. Yeah, who's outscoring who here? Trent Alexander-Arnold, another great option. His last five matches: four, ten, two, six, six. You've noted on past pods that since. Robertson has kind of come back and got yeah. started playing again. Robertson's been the better owned. Yeah. Now, you own both of them if you can. I do. But yeah. Robertson's been the better owned. It sure seems like playing against Norwich and Leeds, sure, maybe one of them could nick a goal. Yeah. But Robertson, it feels like those are two guaranteed clean sheets. Yeah. I, it's, I don't know how you but I don't know how they don't. Is the terror – of the Salah hat trick in a minimum of one of those matches, is it going to keep you up at night and thinking, how do I not triple captain him? Yeah. So it's going to be the very adventurous, bold manager who captains anyone other than Salah in this match week anyway. I, I guess if you're behind, it's worth the risk, right? If you're trying to do some catch up. Well, I'm. This is. And so this was why, even last, you know, when we brought it up last week, the. The issue for me, one, not only, like, it seems too obvious. And when something seems too obvious, there's there's so many times where that will burn you. I understand that. But I would say, 
I've done that before in the past and had it work. And I think there, and I think it's similar to where you went with the obvious choice and it worked. Yeah. Or you like, went... like I think if say all things being equal here, let's say this was a single match week for Liverpool and they were playing home to to Leeds. Is there any doubt in your mind that you would captain him? Not unless you kept one of his teammates, but no, probably right. not. That's what I mean. Then at that point, the only thing that you would do to not captain him is a, con- is a contrarian p- pick just because you know everyone else is going to be doing that, and then you just hope that he blanks. Yeah. I, I, that's the other side of it, too, is I just think, like we said last week, if everyone's already captaining, triple captaining is it's only a little better. You know what I mean? Like so, you're what you know. You're adding a, a, a little bit compared to a week, say like this week. If you had the guts, if you had the ownership of Raheem so, Sterling, so you, if you had right. Sterling in your team this right. week and you captained him in a single week, you a you obliterated everybody. Like there's such a fraction of a percentage of people who have him in the first place, and then no one in the world is going to be smart enough to, you know, not smart enough, but no one's going to have that kind of. I don't know. It's like, what, 2%? I think FPL put it out there. People who triple captain him. It was like 200 people who did triple captain Raheem Un- Sterling this week. What an unbelievable move. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not impossible. What happened to you this week? Who who ended up captaining, being your captain this week? I got lucky this week, Brian. Yeah. I, my team was poo. My team was producing poo points. That's a new segment. Hey, look at my team. It produced poo points. Yeah. The only team out there that was doing anything for me was Liverpool. Uh, Maximum, Dennis, Edward, nothing. James Ward-Prowse, nothing. Jacob Ramsey, (laughs) nothing. Salah, nothing. Daniel Amarty, nothing. And by the way, these guys played because I had three City players. Yep. All three did not play. Right. All three got bumped to the bench, okay? Right. So instantly my team becomes much weaker when City doesn't play. Uh, when when City plays and Laporte, De Bruyne, and Cancelo don't play. Sure. Anyways, I screwed up, Brian. I thought I screwed up. It was a luck screw up. Mm-hmm. I had made changes during the midweek. I had made changes going into the match week. I forgot to hit save when I changed the captains. So KDB was my captain from the prior week. Mm-hmm. Bowen was my vice captain from the prior week. So what do you know? KDB doesn't start, doesn't play. Vice captain gets thrown into the captaincy. Jared Bowen yeah. drops a 13, doubles up for a 26 for me. And Jared Bowen being one of the best players of the game week. When everyone, like every, you know, so many people were on, you know, like we talked about, so many people were on a double match week Manchester United player. Anyone with Bruno Fernandez got bailed out in that last in, Fury. in that Fury. game. I was right. so furious because I was chasing people that went out of their way to either own Bruno for this double match week. Yeah, and I thought that that was a bad. I still think I still think it was a bad idea because he shouldn't have got that freaking goal in the last second. Yeah, he did get it. But all you people, you made a bad decision. You lucked out on a bad decision. Sometimes you luck out making no decisions like me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so hey, sometimes it works out. And that's what I'm saying. Like this week, if you had Bowen, you're screaming at me, by the way. 
Uh, I was because I, I had, to I had Bruno Fernandez. Okay. No, because I actually did have. Oh yeah, well, it was a no, bad but, decision. But it was. Did I, you bring I him in for this double match week though, or did you already have him? Yeah, that, so okay, that's different. So this is our aside. I did not have him. I brought him in for the double match week okay. for that specific reason. Okay. Mostly because I. It's a like bad I said, decision. I ended up deciding to go with a wild card. Bad Manchester United <laughs> club mojo. Bad mojo. Um, and matchups that were okay. I would say good, not great. Okay. Um, and it ended up we working We did out. discuss this two pods yep, ago. We discussed okay. it before. I, But no, I think what happened was I, I needed a wild card to get Salah back in my team. Okay. For this exact reason, for this week. Okay. I didn't have, I didn't want to spend, it would have had to be like a minus eight or even a minus 12. So you wild carded? I wild carded this, this week. Okay. Which I feel great about it. My score was fantastic. No, you, was you a great crushed. Wild card. You crushed. But it was largely on the back of Bruno's goal. Because if Bruno doesn't score that goal... What's your score if he doesn't score? Well, because he, he finishes with a two. Yeah. And then, he, and then he has a four total. Wow. So instead of... So his goal, he was on pace for it. He was there for... He was going to have a three. No, no, no. Sorry. He was going to have a two because he got a yellow card in that match. So he was going to have a two anyway. He scores a goal, which takes him to, which, uh, takes him to five... His goal gives him three bonus points in the match, which takes his score against Brighton to eight. Oh, his goal is worth five. He gets three bonus points. He's worth two. Bruno's goal changed his week from for captainers yeah. from, from an eight yeah. to a 24. Yeah, 100%. So that is a massive swing in points, obviously. 16-point swing. What I'm saying is, like, in a single week, so many people that were on Ronaldo, man, was Ronaldo unlucky not to get more than he got. Right. Way unlucky. I know. Honestly, they were, and then in that sense, like Bruno could have, should have had a but little bit But it was because more. of the Lewis Dunk red card. Right. That's the other part of it. Like what I'm saying is, the whole point, to go back to what we were talking about, Jared Bowen finishes the week with a 13. If you captain Jared Bowen and that was it, and you had all the other players that everybody else had, you're doing fantastic no you finished yeah. with a 26 which was better than bruno fernandez's 24 or ronaldo's 20 on a captain yes. well so like man so you had an 85 you you absolutely smoked the week well, i had kudos a, i you. had a really good week so that's why i'm saying i think i think looking at this week when i was making my wild card team every version i made i felt better with what i had if bruno was there hmm. do you know what i mean Every time, no matter how I shuffled it around, because you had to make a decision there. Yeah, I think I think my decision on De Bruyne was just I I saw Champions League, and that's something we did not talk about on the podcast. We should have. We screwed that up. We we probably should have mentioned it. (laughs) Well, we're mentioning it now. I already was iffy about keeping Joda. Initially, my thought was, I'm going to dump Foden. But because Foden's minutes have been managed a little bit differently, and also, he's young, Yeah, Foden stayed in my team, which ended up working out just fine because Foden scored. Uh, he did. Foden against, scored this weekend. Against Norwich. Against Norwich. So, Jota and, Brun- and De Bruyne both went out of my team in place of Bruno Fernandez and Mo Salah. Okay. So what I'm saying is this week, every time I captain Salah, 
I look at the other players and I just think, do I dare? And then every time I captain him, I just look at it and say, I I have to click triple. <laughs> I just I have to. Even though the the triple captain. I know everyone little, else like, is going to if they bench can. Boost and, so you captain Salah and bench boost, right? I mean, is that is that the best move? Or or again, you have to play the triple captain well, at some point. I, so I, because you have to play it at some point, do you play it? The best matchup all, on all I've got as we sit here right now is I have th- my I have three Liverpool. So my other move in getting rid of Jota was to bring in Robertson. Right, I see that. I trust Robertson and Trent going into Norwich and Leeds, and now given the report on Jota's knee or ankle, I mean, I'm sorry, I, it feels like a, I feel a lot better about this Liverpool triple up than right. than I would have if I have Jota right now. Okay, and I've Ben Foster. Who plays twice? So that like I'm gonna have to make I like I'm making moves to get in somebody else, and so Sokka is an obvious one, and maybe that's where we can transition here right now uh, because I feel like the the final right. the final word on on triple captain is I don't know how if you have a triple captain that you don't triple captain someone from Liverpool and. I really don't know how anyone has the guts to resist the urge not to put it on Salah. Yeah, if you still have it. No, I agree. I, I, it, it feels like at minimum it's a triple captain for the block. Yeah. Right. Just, just to hold form. Yeah. If you still have it, if you have not used it, minimum you've got to put it on somebody here to keep pace with the people who who else might be around you might play it. Right. That's what I mean. The 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 risk if you're tight to you know at the top of your league or close to it. If you're but I do see the the value of maybe not doing it or putting it on Robertson or Trent Alexander Arnold. If you're behind and trying to catch someone like you need a differential. Yeah. I understand that. But if you're at the top or or close or you know, you got some good mojo going with your team, it does feel like it's and we should say too, to like, and I, I, I don't fault anyone for doing it. I know you read off Salah's like he's not been great, but he did score today in the he, Champions he's League. He's just he's got a hat trick in in his bag. Yeah, but also, I mean, he, he should have scored. I mean, he gets a penalty saved against Leicester. You know, his zero against Leicester was because he missed a penalty. Which, how many times is that going to happen? Probably not much. Probably almost never. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not because it. Uh, like, and I and I was surprised too, not to drag this on further, but just that there was so much talk about his kind of headspace after losing the mm. Afcon final, and was just that, saying was that like just tabloid fodder. I don't know. It just seems like it was a lot of like, well, we don't want to rush him back in. Like it was so devastating for him. And he, there's video of him talking about like we're coming back. Like we're gonna like we're getting this. Like talking to his Egyptian teammates after the after the loss, like it really does seem like it was a mm. it was major. Sadio Mane, of course, on the opposite end of that, going to bed with the Afcon trophy. That's the tabloid photos that are out there now. Is the <laughs> him in his actual bed with the, with the yeah, Afcon trophy? Of course. But what I'm saying is like it just seems like it, that really was like, hey, just come back down, get get yourself right, like. He was not particularly. I mean, it's not like he was great against, yeah. like you said. I mean, he he 
He didn't return, but he did play 90 minutes. So I think that's all most anybody needed to see. All right. What I was going to say to you next is, Dave, because we've referenced Arsenal a thousand times here. But yet to have discussed him. This is not an Arsenal podcast. Which of your Arsenal guys should people be buying here? I think the feeling up to this point for most across FPL has been, if you can, triple up on Liverpool and triple up on Arsenal. So Arsenal's about to play two, I'd say, good matchups. Definitely one of them. Both again, both at home. At home to Brentford, which like you've referenced before, this is a revenge game. Because of the result, they you know Brentford Brentford got in the in the reverse Arsenal's fixture. Been waiting for this game, I think, all season. Can so the first question is, can you? I you probably feel like that's a clean sheet, probably. Probably yes. Can you keep one against Wolves? Yeah, they just did it. Okay, but I'm right? just, like, I mean, I, they just did it at Wolves. So Wolves is, and all, we already know Wolves isn't. They're not especially and, like, and, in terms of attacking. So and not, they did it with ten men. Okay, right. So. If you can keep two clean sheets, the first thing at the back, uh, which so which the is Ramsdale already in your team? Yeah, for sure. Which double game week goalkeeper do you? If you didn't have Ramsdale, one is Ramsdale your your go to no matter what in this situation. Two, could you make the case for bringing in any of the other top five goalkeeper transfers in right now? Which in order. Go, uh, Jose Sa from Wolves, Allison from Liverpool, Ben Foster from Watford, and Nick Pope. So there's your there's your five in order as things stand in terms of transfers in right now. I wouldn't move to Allison just because I would want three other Liverpool players. So right. that's off the top. I I don't know what people are doing. Yeah, there. why spend that much on a goalkeeper and not Robertson? Sa. Maybe I mean he look. Saw's got good numbers on the year, and and the Wolves have been good. Yeah, Wolves have been defensively good, and no one really wants to play them. But are they? Okay. Can Wolves keep a clean sheet against Leicester and Arsenal? I don't know. I don't know. Leicester, you never know what you're going to get with Leicester. Yeah, they haven't had great form recently. I can promise you that. Right. Arsenal kind of has. Is Wolves going to be up for it? Feeling like they should have got more uh, in the the game. Last week, when Martinelli got a red card, um, yeah, maybe, maybe they do feel uh, you know undone by that. But I think, I think Arsenal's going to be ready for him again, and I think Arsenal's going to handle handle business. At least I hope so. Maybe yeah. I'm just being the you know the fanboy here. Yeah, but I think I think they are. I think they're the better team, and I and I hope that the and they seem to have a good club mojo. I mean, right. look, they've I know, and it's widely said, oh, look at all Arsenal's red cards. They're just undisciplined. Yeah. They're just they're just a bunch of bastards. <laughs> just they run around with bad attitudes. No discipline in the locker room. Arteta just raising them just a gang of thugs. <laughs> I, who's doing that? who's who's everyone on our Slack channel. <laughs> okay. I'm just um I'm just trying to think figure out what what trailer park <laughs> Lawn lawn chair court you're in that's discussing this. this is Sometimes I just go into voices. Just just okay. let it go. Yeah. Just gotta let it go. Um, Someone out there, Brian, has that opinion, and I just disagree from it. I think everybody just and just real briefly, Martinelli's red card was weird. I'm not saying probably that he probably didn't necessarily probably fair just... based on the way the the letter of the law, but it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. 
that was what Brother Matt would have done in a soccer game. Like, (laughs) he would have shoved the guy going out of bounds Uh and then sprinted and hard tackled uh, the other guy. Like, Uh that is, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is exactly what my brother would have done years ago. It just, like many people have said, you know, did did that really need two yellows? Could you have gotten away with one and sent the message? Either way, it's whatever. And I get it. Someone else could say, no, he fouled twice. He should get called twice. It's whatever. I don't care. Arsenal won the match, so it doesn't matter at yeah. this point. And they're really good at this point playing with 10 players. I'll just was go on record of saying that. They've done it so much, they're really good at playing with 10 players. But that win kind of galvanized them. Like, they, Wolves were really coming at them, and they had to kind of grind to get that win and win it, and win it one nothing. And Wolves were peppering the goal and, and – Defenders were sacrificing their bodies, and midfielders were having to get back and, and play defense, and everyone's breaking their necks to try to keep that clean sheet, and they did it. I just think that I just love Arsenal's mojo right now. Yeah. I have Ben Foster. I'm debating right. taking a chance on Ben Foster and just making him my goalkeeper, saving the transfer. Uh, I do have David De Gea as my other goalkeeper, so I can moving to one of these other more expensive I, players. I just, is, I just don't is expect there. Foster to give me. To right, results. that's what I'm saying. the 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 thing about it is just that it's Watford, so already you're like, that's not. I I don't love that. They play at Aston Villa, so already you're like, eh, this is getting worse. Right. But Aston Villa looked fairly indifferent to scoring against Newcastle this weekend, so that's so then I'm like, eh, yeah, but they're going to be at home, right? and then they're home to Crystal Palace, who couldn't score against Brentford. So, right, but I, I mean the game's at Villa. It's right, going to be right, that's what I'm it's going to be the Philippe Coutinho show. So nothing matters more to Watford right now than not conceding. So that's the that's the that's, one that's, true. that's the one thing about will, it that I'm like okay. if, if anything if there was going to be something that Watford is going to give up, I think they would I think they would trade goals for clean sheets right now. So um and the other person is Nick Pope, Dave, and just that he's First of all, he's the fifth most transferred in, which to me is odd. It must be that 5.4 is just too rich of blood for people. Probably. That, that's the only thing I can think. Well, it, Nick Pope does have games coming up. We've already referenced Burnley right. going to be having more Burnley, games than so anyone else coming up. 17 saves for Nick Pope in the last four matches. No goalkeeper has had more shots taken at him or seen more shots in the box than Nick Pope in the last four matches. But he's also had two clean sheets in the last four matches, which is as many as anyone else has had. And Burnley get the double-double. Brighton and Spurs. So away to Brighton and, and then home to Spurs in this coming, in game week 26. Then they're at Crystal Palace and home to Leicester in game week 27. So I guess that my question is, if you are going to bring in one guy, why isn't it Nick Pope? All right. I want to go against you. But I just I'm looking back at stats. Yeah, here, Brian. Nick Pope hasn't allowed more than one goal in a game. You'd have to go back to match week twelve against Crystal Palace. Yeah, Burnley has tightened up. That is that is. For it's sure. either a clean sheet, and if all you haters want to bring up the United and Leeds matches, Nick Pope didn't play in those, so go suck one. <laughs> so all the other matches, it's either zero or a one. Against Burnley, going back to match week twelve. Right. So, I what I'm saying is I understand based on money and based on matchups. I understand the move to Ramsdale. 
To me, it makes a lot of sense. I already have Ramsdale. I didn't make right. a move to him. Uh, right. But what I'm saying is right now, as right. we're sitting here, the number one goalkeeper transfer in is still Aaron Ramsdale. Because Arsenal does not play in game week 27, I guess I guess that's my – I'm not wildcarding after this. As it stands, too, I feel like what kind of team you have going into game week 27 – could affect your decision too. And as we sit here, I have enough players to field a starting 11 in game week 27. So I don't really feel like I need to free hit in game week 27. So I guess I'm looking at this and thinking like, do I want, do I want to take Ben Foster, take my chances with Ben Foster getting anything in a double match week? Do I go the obvious choice to, to Ramsdale get what you assume is one clean sheet and then, you know, just hope for the best against Wolves? Or do I go completely contrarian, right, compared to what people are doing now and bring in Nick Pope and have and just take whatever you get from him in four games in the next two weeks? I just feel like this isn't as straightforward of a decision as, as uh, the transfers in make it seem. And no. all of this is going back to is there any reason not to make it just Ramsdale? I, I want to bring this up, too, as I realized that this is past week, and this is kind of in support of Burnley. Okay. Brian, I'm quickly going to read off the amount of teams that have more losses than Burnley. Watford, Norwich, Newcastle, Everton, Leeds, Brentford, Aston Villa, Leicester has the same. And that's it. Yeah. All those teams that I just read off have more losses on the season than Burnley. Burnley has one win, 11 draws, nine losses. They're sitting on 14 points, bottom of the table. Yeah. I think, and also, they've also played less matches. So let's bring that up because that matters. You can't score points if you're not playing the games. Right. Put that on a T-shirt. So all that being said, you're right. I, Nick Pope probably is a decent bring-in. 5.4 is a little bit rich. But yeah. I think what you're getting and the way Burnley had been playing and they seem to be tightening up a little bit, mm-hmm. it's probably worth bringing in a Nick Pope. I just – I hate transferring in goalkeepers. I know. I agree. And that's that's the – I like I think that's changing the, goalkeepers that's on, on wild cards. But I do not like transferring in goalkeepers. Unless you already have a Ederson or Allison – or I don't know. Nobody has Mendy. I can't imagine why anyone would have Mendy. Uh, and even Loris and Emiliano Martinez are at the same price. Basically, what I'm saying is, unless you have one of the obviously more expensive goalkeepers, you're spending more to go get a goalkeeper right. in Nick Pope. Right. And I'm sure most people don't really love doing that kind of thing. Um, defensively, Dave, uh, I, I haven't made a decision on this as far as goalkeeper goes. Move up to defense. Which of your defenders should people be buying, Dave? Which Arsenal defender is currently in your team? I don't have one. My my defense is Amarty, Robertson, TAA, Cancelo, and Laporte. Is there is there a move for you this week to an Arsenal defender? This I is, know you love to hate your team and you hate to love your I know, team. I know. But which are, wow, is there a move? So is there a move to that? Man, can I give you some numbers? Gabrielle's more of the goal scoring threat. But if mm-hmm. you want to be cheap, Ben White's where it's at. Yeah. 
Gabrielle does like to get upfield and get his noggin on balls going towards the goal. So, is he undisciplined? Not to come back to not to come look, back to undisciplined. I'm going to say something that's probably that that all our red cards have come like against City, and or and it's usually Xhaka or one of our Brazilians. <laughs> okay. okay. Now, I, I'm just fact. It's Gabrielle and Martinelli. Like those are you know Gabrielle, Martinelli, and Xhaka are the, are. Our red cards this year. Maybe Ben White has one. Maybe I can't remember. It seems like there's a lot. I, with the exception of Jaka, and I'm ready for him to never play for Arsenal again. At any time, Arteta wants to not play him anymore. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But for Gabriel and Martinelli, they're young, and and you know, they're. I think they're going to be fine. I, I don't expect these these decisions to be uh, continuing. These bad decisions that they have in games. I think these are learning experiences, and you don't do them again. Yeah, it's different than Jaka. So, getting back to your question, it was defender. <sighs> I just don't know. I mean, Tierney. Yeah, I mean, Tierney's a five-one. It feels a little expensive, mm-hmm. but look at his scores the last five, last four weeks: thirteen, four, eight, six. You can go back a little bit further than that. Go four weeks before that. It's twelve, twelve, seven, two. When so, when did you ever in a million years think that the top three transfers in for defenders would be Arsenal players? Is that a fact? Right this moment. Wow. Gabriel one. Wow. Tierney two. Ben wow. White three. Wow. I had no idea. That's it seems nuts, but but on the on the on on their form and club mojo and and their and their schedule at the moment for the rest of the season. They have three games, Tottenham, Chelsea, Liverpool, yet to be rescheduled. But if you don't put those guys in, it is nothing, Brian, and, and we love to bash this uh, color-coded chart. It's nothing but green and gray. Yeah, it's green. Yeah, yeah the rest is Mostly green and a lot Almost green. all green. So here's the, the, the numbers on it are uh, – I what I looked at was – Game weeks one to game week game week one to game week twenty one because game week twenty one is when Tomiyasu hurt his calf. Okay, so All I think right. he I think he was rested in twenty or something like that. But either way, I mean he's been in there most of the time. Gabriel's number one for shots. He's taken fourteen shots this season From the in defenders. that amount of time, amount of defenders. Tierney's got twelve. Tomiyasu nine. Ben White three. Okay, Gabriel and Tierney both have five shots on target. So they're the they're the shot on target leaders. Okay. Tomiyasu's got two. Ben White's got one. Shots in the box. Gabriel's in the box only. So it's thirteen of his fourteen shots are in the box. Tierney's taken seven in the box. There's that's a gap. Yeah. And so you, it just speaks to what you were saying. Is that Gabriel? Gabriel's got his. He's getting his head on the ball. Right in the box. Ben White's the one that's never coming up. Like right. Tomiyasu's got five. Ben White's got two. Like. Big chances. Gabriel's got one. No one else has one. Right. Ever, so it's Gabriel's got one, and that's it. Right. Creatively, it's exactly what you'd expect. Tierney and Tomiyasu, 13 and 11 yeah. for chances created. Tomiyasu's the only one of those players who's created a big chance, which is weird to me with Tierney. I, that's, that's an odd stat to me. Yeah. Because only Tomiyasu's got a big chance. And then touches in the box. Tierney actually has out-touched Gabriel in the box, 26 to 20. Tomiyasu's got 17. Ben White is – you are banking for with Ben White. It's just clean sheets. It's entirely – is he going to get you a clean sheet? Also, he's the cheapest. So even Tomiyasu is more by a tenth. 
is this really just a matter of money? What can you afford? Yeah, probably. Because if you could afford Gabriel, are you buying him over Tierney? Is he worth the extra point two? Is that goal Oy. threat worth it? Man, I. But Tierney's going to have that assist threat, and 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 he's gotten a couple goals in the season. I mean, at this point, you could say that about a lot of people. I think Tierney is going to be more in line for bonus points. Yes, than, I. Yes, definitely. That's a fact, and so I would. And he's and he's two tenths cheaper, so right. I would lean on that a little bit more than hoping that Gabrielle gets a goal. Yeah, and that's uh, to me looking at it. Tierney seems like it's that price where you just think, I just don't think it's. If I can get to it, I think I would take him. Tomiyasu being back, a being back in full training, b the fact that the team released a training video of him. Is that weird? Do they do that? Like, uh, hey, check out our Tomoyasu cam, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Watch him run around the post. Yeah, yeah they could do no, that. No, like, they did that. They yeah, did no, do that yeah, this week. Sure. So that's why, why I'm why saying. Like, why wouldn't you do that? So uh, what I'm saying, that's 4.6 for him. He had a couple moments this season where he was the guy more than kind of anyone else. Yeah. It's, it felt like that. And he's... By far the least selected. Yeah. So he's at two point eight percent owned. If I could go, I mean, I already have a wicked stiff defense mm-hmm. with Robertson, Ta, Cancelo, Laporte. If I could go from Daniel Marty to Tierney, should I have already done that? I don't know. I, I yeah, I would imagine. I mean, right. maybe if you have to play, I, I've been carrying one point four in the bank. That's what I'm saying. If you if you have to. Like if you have the money to go up to one of those guys, and it's the difference between if you have to play a Marty this week. No, I don't. Right, so that's why I'm saying. Like, it, I guess it would depend on who else are you going to throw it's out. It's just there. another guy I ha- I now have tyranny in the double match week. Right. So that's I guess. But I am slightly concerned. Is will tyranny play in the double he's both gonna, games? He's going to get hurt. Gabrielle will probably play both matches. I assume he would play both. Ben Tier- White Tierney play both. could sit and you know Tavares playing one of those games. True. And Tomiyasu's just coming back from an injury. Do you assume he steps back in? I mean, training is training. I mean, if you see him in full training and it's a guy who's got who you want out there, I he wants he, they want Tomiyasu out. He's going to play. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Tomiyasu right. might I wonder if Tomiyasu just because he's not he's not even in the top he's barely like in the top fifty of transfers in. It's because he's got an orange triangle. I just on don't him. know if he's gonna play both matches coming back off injury. Right. What wouldn't you wouldn't you think right. first match back he still plays, I don't know, sixty five? Probably. And then and then Worst fully case, starts out with a still a clean sheet. Right. That's so, what I mean. Right. It just seems like I, I just wonder if, if a good point. just to manage the minutes they start him and bring, bring plays a majority and then yeah and then he he sits after that. I just think it's a weird guy to overlook. I get it. Orange triangle is going to put off everybody, but Broya had an orange triangle, orange triangle a couple triangle. weeks ago and he speaking scored of a which goal. Arsenal got their eye on him. That means nothing. Let's continue to move on. Midfielders, are we, do we need to? I mean, I feel like we've been on Arsenal for a long time. Do we? Need I to... want to talk about Arsenal. I, okay, well, because right, I'm not fine. because I listen. This is Brian's Arsenal moment. No, I'm totally happy with this Arsenal moment because <laughs> one, Gabriel Gabriel Martinelli Martinelli messed everything up. 
for everybody. He, yes, he did. Scott so, Scott loved to hate on him uh, in the, our Slack channel workspace. So midfielder uh, midfielder transfers in uh, right this moment, Dave. Arsenal's obviously way up there. Uh, Saka's second most in currently. Okay. Uh, people are back on Emil Smith-Rowe. He's the eighth most transferred in for the game week. Does everyone know that Martinelli's only suspended for one game? I know. I, I don't know if people are making a move. But in fairness to Smith-Rowe, there was a time earlier in the season where he was subbing oh, in no, and scoring I, I regardless, know that. right? I, I guess that's my question is, is this an issue of everyone saying, like, I'll take Smith-Rowe knowing he's going to start against Brentford, hope that he gets some return in that game, even if he substitutes on against Wolves, I'd rather have him for for the Brentford match and a substitute appearance against Wolves than Martinelli just for Wolves so or Saka or Odegaard is, for both. This is what also has happened in the Arsenal world. Arteta's shown that once you kind of lose your spot or you get nicked up or you get a red card and someone else steps in and performs in your place, mm-hmm. you don't come right back into the lineup. Right. That's, that's exactly what happened, what happened to Smith Rowe. Right. And so, and Martinelli kind of jumped into that spot. So it might be that a lot of people are kind of thinking that Smith Rowe's going to get his chance again, and he's not going. And then Martinelli's going to be odd man out. Martinelli's going to be sub in guy. Because you know who's not going to push a guy and then hard tackle a guy, Emil Smith Rowe. <laughs> probably, probably, not. probably not. Probably not. That's fair. Is Odegaard being unfairly overlooked here? He's no, he hasn't t- performed. He, re- he hasn't. Okay. No, he hasn't I just, put any numbers out recently. He he was on a little bit of a hot streak yeah, for with sure. a seven seven eight three seven nine and in his last three matches, a two, three, and three. Now he's played in those and he and he's gotten subbed out. Right. He hasn't played bad. I think it's just, you know, I don't know what necessarily if we were a good pod, I would know the underlying stats there. But I think th- my guess is they're probably fine. The, no one's saying the Odegaard should come out of the lineup. I think it just hasn't showed up on the score sheet the last three weeks. I, if, if I was to own anyone, I would want to own soccer. I would want to follow the masses. Yeah. And he's looked super lively and he's not wicked expensive. He's six, four, but I don't hate anyone going to Smith row at a five, eight. Yeah. I mean, that's about what you'd think. I'm just, just in the last, I'm just looking at the last few weeks, definitely in the last two games, it's legitimate goal threat. It's, it's what you'd think. Saka, Saka has actually had the most shots uh, of any of the Arsenal midfielders. And wouldn't you know it, Odegaard's created the most chances yeah. of any of the yeah. Arsenal yeah. midfielders. But Saka, I feel like, is the... I feel like Saka's the balance there. Because Saka still is creative enough. Um, and he's a little more attacking. Going forward, Martinelli, rumor has, has been training with Lacazette in the number nine spot so he might actually be filling in for Lacazette sometimes and or starting up top and don't a you feel like Martinelli's defense. too good too yeah that's what I mean no, I, I they they got to find they they what what they need is to find a way to get and and in, in a four four two is how you do it um but you get uh, you get you sit Zaka and stop playing him and then you play Smithrow Sock on the wings and Partey and Odegaard in the middle in the middle of the four and with uh, Martinelli and Lacazette up top. I mean, that that could be a fun team. Uh, lastly, Dave, is there any reason whatsoever to consider Lacazette as a FPL option going into the double match week? Yeah, I guess. I mean, 
He's Guess got an what, eight three. He's just at a weird price point. Guess There's what just... number transfer in he is? Are you already looking at it? No, I'm Did not. Did you already is look at not, it? Is he number one? Do you know what number transfer in he is for forwards going into game week 26? Is he the top transfer? He's not number one. He's number two. He is not quite not quite number two. Okay, then four. No, he's not four. <laughs> he's third. <laughs> Good guessing. <laughs> you did it. Yay. I agree. He is a weird price point. But guess what? Guess what else is weird? Forwards. For, yeah. Forwards this season Forwards are weird. Forwards are friggin' weird. So, um, how about this one for you? If you were going to bring in a forward for uh, for this match week, would you rather have Alexander Lacazette or Raul Jimenez? Since they're both in a in the, I know uh, they're I know they're no, about I'd rather, a pound have, I'd rather have Lacazette. Okay. I, well, I'm saying I, no, that as, I, I really would. As I'm looking at it right now, Raul Jimenez, because he scored a goal this week, I think everybody's back on his. He's a bit of a bandwagon By the going way, into this season or going into this week. I think, I think Lacazette would be on penalties. Okay. I don't remember the last time Arsenal had a penalty. You know, conspiracy theories arise. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the last time Arsenal kicked a penalty. But all I know is, guess who's not? Obama Yang, who's right. no longer with team. Yeah. Lacazette's been wearing the captain band. You miss like, him. I don't know. He's top performing, so I don't miss him anymore. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that like 20,000 more people have brought in Raul Jimenez than Lacazette. I would rather have Lacazette. Raul's 5.8% selected. Lacazette's 4.5. So they're similar. They're in a similar range of, of selection percentage. And right now, uh, Jimenez is, you know, I'd say that's a pretty significant difference in the number of people bringing him in. Yeah. And and that I think already by ownership Lacazette is a weird differential. By transfers in currently, he's a little bit still of a differential. It's just that extra 0.9. Do you expect Alexander Lacazette to be 0.9 pound dollars better in the double week than Raul Jimenez? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I really do. Is there so of these players on your team, how would you prioritize it? I would say Tierney. Don't forget Ramsdale. Don't forget Saka. Don't forget Lacazette. They're all in different positions. It's so weird. I know. I think Ramsdale is is the lock for for more points. Okay. Uh, Ramsdale, that might not be true. God bless. Man, this is tough. No, I'd say Saka. I'd, I'd say I would go with Saka, and then I reversed everything just because the offensive potential. Saka, Tierney, and then Ramsdale. Okay. Lacazette last. And then Lacazette. Yeah. Odegaard, not a consideration. Smith Rowe, do you feel like, is just such a... Uh, I think people like the price point, and if that price point matters to you, I do think Smith Rowe will come back in, and he'll continue to continue. To okay. Play. So... No, and I'm just I'm saying that just because Saka, like yet again, another guy that's like, obviously he's one of the top transfers in this week. Right. Cle- clearly he should be. So that's what I mean. Right. If you're not going to him, or you can't go to him for some reason, the money is weird for you. Like I, I just don't know how you avoid him. Right. So no. or or like or and no, if you're not bringing it- him in, then how else can you can you do it? And no. so, yeah. like, like I said before, my issue as it stands right now is that the the players I would have to 
to sacrifice to bring in Arsenal players. Maybe somebody else is in this position. The players I would have to get rid of to to get to bring in Arsenal players are players who are playing in game week 27. Which then now is not advantageous. Right. So if I was doing that, you know, as someone who had, like, I still have two free hits. If I was doing that, then do I really want to have to make more extra transfers right. going into 27? For sure. To have a playable team. And I yeah. just, I'm not sure I really want to do that. No, that's one reason why I won't, because my three Liverpool players already are not playing along with Ramsdale. So everyone on my bench right. in match week 27, there will be zeros all everywhere on the bench. So I need everyone else on my team to play. Bringing another Arsenal player means another zero. So, yeah, I, I don't want... Do you dare, next next question, Dave, because I feel like Liverpool's obvious. Arsenal is fairly obvious. Okay. Do you dare bring in a Crystal Palace player, a Burnley player, or a Tottenham Hotspur? Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace playing a double. Palace playing... Home uh, to Chelsea and at Watford. Home to Chelsea at Watford. Is there anyone that you would go out of your way to bring in? Did you see Zaha's last, the last goal that he scored? I did not see that. It was a fantastic goal. Was it? Oh, no, no, I did see that. The rocket laser. Yes. Yes, I know I did see that. Okay. Ryan, there's a lot of people going to a Olise. Uh-huh. Is there any, there's nothing to hate about Michael Olise. Olise. No, there's not. Uh, he's been catching a little bit of form. His numbers aren't as good as I thought they might be. Look, I own Edward. Uh, yeah, he, he it's like every other. He's on every other game now, and so I feel like uh, the next next couple games he's gonna gonna do well. I like to think so. Look, Palace can play with anyone. No one really wants to play Palace, especially a Palace with Zaha on the field. Yeah, Palace isn't scared of anyone. They feel like anytime they step on the pitch, they could win that match. And they've been playing like they're a tough out. I I just I like I like Palace's mojo. I like yeah. uh, the cut of their jib, Brian. And yeah, I wish they had done. If I think if they had done more against Brentford, because that's the matchup you want. I know it's at Brentford, and you. I think also you expect them to do a little bit better at Norwich than a draw. Yeah. No, I I get it. Um, no, you're right. Those results are less than desirable. For sure, and I mean, obviously, that's you know, it's a weird match for Zaha, especially who scores a, a golazo and then gets a penalty save, like misses a penalty. I mean, yeah. So uh, I just I, he's he's up there. In terms Are you moving of to Zaha? Do you have any desire to move to Zaha? I had him before for a run of good fixtures after he looked like he had gained some form, and he did not gain his form. Mm. Um, it he gained nothing. And so I held him too long. I love uh, getting a gain nothing guy. It's great because it was uh, his dip in form coincided with my uh, FPL dip in form. So it's a oh, fantastic, yeah. uh, it's a fantastic thing to have had that both both things happen at the same time. Yeah. Uh, defensively, like I, I didn't even say like I didn't say Guaida even before because I don't feel like he's a goalkeeper consideration. I don't feel like you're moving to him just because of the Chelsea matchup, but. Okay, so Crystal Palace, I feel like there's no Connor Connor Gallagher's the guy if you were going to get anybody. I feel like Gallagher's the still the guy that you would go get. Yeah. But like I think we talked about this before. He can't he play against can't Chelsea. He can't play against Chelsea. So if 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 he was playing both, I feel like he would be the no-brainer choice Does here. Does Chelsea have a player in every team in the league where they 
they can't play against Chelsea. Strategy. It sure feels like that, doesn't it? Loan somebody to everyone so that somebody can't play against you. So every team's always weaker when they play you, but they're stronger against everyone else? I guess. Interesting. Um, Spurs are a mess. Tottenham is a mess. Brian, what, what's happening to your Tottenham? I don't Spurs? know. I, I don't know. Men and Blazers, as what they, is, as they is, tend to do, asked the best question uh, a while ago because I think Antonio Conte was going to be on or is going to be on with, uh, with, with uh, Roger Bennett. Because the question was, will uh, will Conte Conte the Spurs, or will Spurs Spursy Conte? <laughs> which which is which thing? Which like, is going to be greater? Give here. Which yes. Which influence will be the stronger influence? Oh. And I don't know if there's a, right now. How have they turned into a circus? I don't know that it's necessarily a circus. It's just I feel like they, uh, like I mean, it's not United level stuff. So he's had no transfers except his two, you know, the well, the January window. So you got two good players okay. in the January window, who who have yet to do anything. Okay, you lose Eric Dyer, who is a, a bit of stability at the okay. back. You just now get Christian Romero back, which is more stability. that will help, but. Attacking wise, Kane is like we said a few weeks ago, statistically off the charts. Based just on stats, Kane is a no-brainer. He's far and away the best forward statistically. Yet, but by points, he's doing nothing. There's no reason in the world that you would ever go to him. I say that. Uh, I say that, and I uh, look at the transfers in for forwards, and I. I'm mostly right. I think he's tenth, uh, eleventh for transfers in. Somehow, thirty-five thousand people, as we sit here, have decided to transfer in Harry Kane. If you were free hitting, and you have the money, I guess you would take Harry Kane for a double week against Manchester City and at Burnley. I guess you don't love them against. You don't love anybody against Manchester City, but Kane's not scared of City. I just the, right. That's the Spurs, my beat. Spurs are low in the mojo chart. You know? Yeah, they are. They just got kind of smacked by Wolves. Yeah. Minimum, you're not bringing in a Spurs defender. There is no way you're bringing in a Spurs defender. And I would say, based on the matchup with City, I don't think you're bringing in Lloris. Okay. Since game week 23, Dave, nine different defenders have played at least one time. Oh for my, Tottenham. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. You can have zero confidence in Regulon and Emerson Royal because Doherty and Sessegnon keep getting minutes, keep getting matches. Romero's back. Ben Davis and Sanchez have been pretty stable, but there is a chance that Eric Dyer, who's been injured, could be okay for Manchester City. Like, there's so much instability with what they're doing. The only person. Like I guess the, here's what I, like the question I feel like is is the player that matters is is Son, right? Do you want to go? Do you want to go get Son? Yes, you do want to get Son. Well, I, you don't. That's the question. Yeah, I think that is the question, and that I, is the question not for you. It's a question in general. Well, it is a question for me it is a as a Bruno owner. Dave, would you like to know what number transfer out Bruno Fernandez is right now? Is this what you foreshadowed earlier? A little bit. 
So people are selling him out? Dave, not just selling him out. 168,000 transfers out. By far the most transferred out of anyone. Bruno Fernandez. I guess people just brought him in for the double match week, but had literally had no faith in him, and people are going back to Salah. Is that, that's probably what's going on, right? People just brought him ass- back for the double match week. They were thought that Salah might not even play the full 90. He might sub in. But this was Salah's second game back, wasn't it? Yeah, because he subbed on for Leeds. But maybe they were keeping it, you know, Jota owners holding on to Salah. I mean, holding on to Jota, and we're like, after that Bruno double match week, then I'm going to make that move. Maybe that's maybe that's what that is. I, I just I wouldn't own Bruno in the first place, mainly just based because what we said in prior pods, and I just don't like the United mojo. I have Mo Salah. I'm not selling Bruno for Mo Salah. Right. So the question is... I don't think many people have Bruno and... Uh, I mean, who knows? It's Manchester probably- United are about to play at Leeds... And then home to Watford. Two great matches. Manchester United play play the match in game week twenty seven, which we just said is a dead match week for three for three of the top clubs. Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea do not play in game week twenty seven. All the more reason to have a United team playing Watford. Is that your point? Yeah, and that's why I guess that's why I'm just I'm just a little surprised that. If that was your stopgap, was was to hold Bruno so you could get back to Salah, okay, I I get that. If I had to pick one of Bruno or Salah for the double match week this week, yeah, I would rather have Salah. But what about Son, Dave? Would you sell Bruno Fernandez no. given those two matches? No. For Hyungman's son, who's about to play twice and who also plays in game week twenty seven. I don't know, man. I I just it's tough for me to. I mean, maybe on the double, maybe you're hopeful for the double. I I just I don't love the mojo. The Spurs mojo feels wicked bad right Despite now. Despite as bad as it's been, uh, Hyungmin's son is currently the sixth most transferred in of all midfielders. Could it be that after that their double week, because it includes Burnley, which looks green to everyone? Game week 27, Spurs at Leeds. Game week 28, Spurs home to Everton. I'm fine with those matches. I just don't, you know, I mean, we're talking about this match week 26, right? We're talking about yeah. at City and at Burnley. Yeah. I, first of all, they're obviously, I just said at, which means they're away, which yeah. means they're not at home. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so at City, not a, a desirable matchup. And then I already read the stats off. For Burnley with Nick Pope, and they're playing at home. Yeah. Does it now, change? Could he score? Of course. I just think the percentages that he will score are lower. I'm not going to talk about Sun's uh, stats because it never matters with him. We've said that a million times, and everybody kind of knows that. But I'll just say, for for what it's worth, they're not great since he's been <laughs> since he's come back from his injury. Right. So in the last two match weeks, he's played the whole match. Conte admitting we need Sun. He might be tired, but I'm he's play still recovering from injury. He's still getting back up to speed, but we need him. He's so important for us. Yeah. I guess that's I guess that's my issue. Is I I'm looking at this. And I'm staying I, away from Sun right now. Yeah, and I I I he's so tempting just because of who he is. I get it. Pedigree of player. He's he is so desirable. Yeah, but I get it. Um, 
just saying that as we spent you know a ton of time last week talking about the bad mojo for Manchester United mm. uh, and somehow them getting lucky with a dunk red card yes uh, and winning two nil at home wow. to Brighton uh, all of a sudden Brutal. is they're Brutal. they're good on offense now I it just doesn't I I don't know I, I'm I'm really torn on it Dave uh, Burnley one of the last things here as a double match week people um, if Valt Vekhorst does not play. Does that change what you think about what Burnley is going to do in their double double? Why wouldn't he play? So he was a little subbed little, early. Did he, did he get He's a got a knock. Got a knock. The question is because he it was a knee issue. Uh, we're still waiting on results of a scan. I assume the club already knows the results of these scans, but it's not. There's no reporting on it yet. If he's not out there. Does that change what you think they would do offensively? And it, then it hurts, but it doesn't kill them as long as they have Mr. Cornet out there, right? They do have Cornet. They got Finger Mask back, so Ashley Barnes is playing again. Well, that's no. I mean, Finger Mask isn't gonna do nothing for you. Jay Rodriguez also playing. Jay Rodriguez also playing. So, not none of those players are. Veghorst, none of them are Chris Wood. They're they're just fine. Yeah. It just seems way different the way Veghorst came in and is playing was playing with them. He added a lot. Mm, I and, agree. And there is a, it was a different kind of dynamic up up top with him there. Yeah, I agree. Is that is that really it? Is it the question of do you bring in Cornet? Would you bring him in over Saka. No. Only because, I mean, I like Cornet, and I, I like the fact that he's got a lot of double match weeks coming up. But I was just looking at his fantasy points, and I'm like, that's a little underwhelming. Yeah. Going back, you know, let's go back. Uh, he missed three of his last seven matches, yeah. okay? So he's away at AFCON for seven, seven of his back. last right. eight, right? He scored one against Newcastle back in match week 15, in 16 and then 20, he met, he missed matches. 21, he gets a six against Leeds. Then he plays in match week 23 and gets a zero against Arsenal. Well, he didn't play against Arsenal, and then he gets a three against Watford. Mm-hmm. Match week 24. Man, the match weeks I got all messed up on, on Burnley, they go from 16 to 20. They went yeah. like a month without even playing matches. Yeah. That's why they got so many, so many yeah. backup games. Anyways, and then he uh, two against United, two Liverpool. Maybe it was schedule. Maybe the fact that all their mojo just got messed up. I just Cornet's got a couple big matches. He, he, he had a stretch where he was fifteen, ten, one, and seven, and then since that, in match week twelve when they played Palace, he hasn't really done anything. Yeah, and that's a long time ago. Yeah, it's been a while. So I Saka has done stuff like two games ago. So give me that. Give me that guy. Okay. I just, I guess, I'm looking through and wondering, like, if you're, so, lots of people selling, like, looking at who's being, like, it's one thing to see who's coming in. It's just like, again, who are you, who are you getting rid of? And right now, people are getting rid of Bruno Fernandez. They're getting rid of City players. So KD, everyone, everyone got burned on KDB, Cancelo, Laporte, and others not playing. KDB, almost two hundred thousand transfers out right now. Bernardo Silva, over 100,000. Joda, that yellow triangle, that's going to go up and up. 
is is Jota going out? So yeah, I mean it's a lot. It's guys like that who are who are being sold to make room for. I'm assuming all the double game week people. So if you didn't have Salah already, people going to Salah. Yeah. Saka is number two coming in. Jared Bowen is essential. We can't say nobody can say more about. I Jared named Bowen. this podcast the Jared Bowen podcast. Let's look. I want to toot my own horn here. I was on Jared Bowen in like week one or two after just watching him play. I'm yeah. Like, what are people doing? That guy. He's outstanding. He. I don't know how you don't have him if you don't have him. Uh, Philippe Coutinho, fourth most transferred in, even after a kind of a dud of a week last week. Uh, I think the I think the home matchup against Newcastle is going to do it. You're not selling, or against Watford, I mean, sorry. Aston Villa home to Watford this week is... If you didn't have Coutinho, you're probably trying to find a way to get him. Jacob Ramsey's still in the top 10 of transfers in. So it's the it's the same kind of thing. What I'm saying is, like, you're not selling. Like, you're buying Jared Bowen. You're not selling him. You're buying Philippe Coutinho. You're not selling him. So are you dumping Phil Foden? If you have Foden, are you getting rid of him to bring in a double match week guy like Saka or Cornet? I don't know. I, I feel like it's not. I would for Saka. You'd sell Foden for Saka for 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 one week, right? That's yeah. what I mean. I guess yeah. if it's a if it's a permanent. Like if you move. if your team is so healthy, you just need to make a move for this week, and you're not like really trying to repair things. Yeah, make one transfer, bring bring Saka in for Foden this week. Yeah, and then just do it again because the city city does play match week twenty seven when Arsenal doesn't. Make the switch back. I know that seems a little bit repetitive, but look, some people might have healthy teams right now where they don't like have to make a move. I'm kind of looking at that right now, like trying to figure out: do I need to? Do I have to make a move? And I, and I don't. And I might just ride it out and save that double for yeah. for the following week. We're say. I mean, we say it all the time. Like everybody wants to point out, like the single match week players who have who have a good matchup. This week was a great example of. Single week, double week, it didn't really matter. You got good returns from players who had a single week. Manchester City plays home to Tottenham. Why is that? In what way is that bad? <laughs> right, right. How, how is that bad for for Manchester City? Well, you're just in trying the to think because in. you don't know who's going to play, and I think that and terrifies so everybody. They played today. Manchester City played today. Uh, Raheem Sterling, like we mentioned him before, if you had the guts to own him before, you feel great about it. If you did anything else with him, you feel even better about it. So the starters, though, have been pretty consistent. Gabriel Jesus being injured as long as he has been has kind of solidified the, the starting front players. So the rotation really like was like, just for Champions League purposes this week. City upcoming. Tottenham this weekend. Then they play at Everton. Then they play between... the After Everton is their FA Cup match against Petersburg. They're not... Who are they, they're not feeling that... Were they going to no. start all their normal starters no, no way. in that match? Then they, Because after FA Cup is home to Manchester United. You're not going into the Manchester Derby with, with garbage players. No. But after United is their second, the second leg of the Champions League against Sporting, but they're up five nil on aggregate. Right, right now. Right. What are they going to roll out like 
their top guys. Right. No. Are they doing that? No. They got exactly what they needed against Sporting today. Yeah. Or yesterday, I mean. Then they're at Palace, home to Brighton, at Burnley. Yeah. I, I, Normal. But I, I guess what I'm saying is it seems fairly safe to own the main players. I'm going to continue to own them. I, That's what I mean. My I, attitude is, like, I have three city players. I'm going to continue to own them. Yes, I got burned this past week. But guess what? I had a bench, and my bench came in, and, and I, it was fine. It wasn't great because those players didn't play, yeah. but it was fine. That's what you have a bench for. So I'm going to continue to own them. I'm not on the Cell City bandwagon. Foden was one of the guys who was substituted early today is another point. Okay. Like, so Sterling didn't. Sterling played 90. The game's on Saturday. So what? They played yesterday. Who cares if he didn't? Who cares who got subbed early or who didn't get subbed early? They're not. Why was that? Why would that matter? Like I guess what I'm saying is yeah. like this is a this is a great example of like everyone's dumping these guys now to go to who right to go to if it's to Salah, great. If you have your choice between KDB or Salah this week, you of course you're picking Salah. But I just don't. I guess I just don't understand the mass movement. I wish Scott was here to talk about it as a weird move. Yeah. To sell these guys ahead of what is not a bad matchup mm. against Tottenham. Okay. The one team we didn't talk about, Dave, is Wolves. We briefly we talked about We only talked about him and Ez. We talked about Saw a little bit. You're not buying their midfielders. You, you, but you're talking about Cody. But right now, Connor Cody uh, and, and Max a- Kilman. Nori. Max Kilman are both in the top 15. Cody yeah. is fifth most transferred in for defenders. Kilman's 13. I can see Saiz that. Saiz is 16. Yeah, no, I can see that. I can see that. Eight Nori, I think, probably is not going to be up there as high just because he got rotated. So I think there's probably the fear that in a double week, he's not going to be as nailed. That's I think that's yeah. completely fair. Yeah. Just to say, Connor Cody and Max Kilman are the only two Wolves players who have played all 23 of their matches yeah. so far. If you were picking one, Cody's 4.7, Kilman is 4.6. Cody is 12% selected, Kilman is 2% selected. To me, it seems like Kilman is more involved going forward. I get it, Cody's got two goals. Kilman's got one yeah. this season. Yeah. But when, Co- when Cody scored... No one did it. Like, everyone referred to it as a collector's item. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, right. that just doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. For sure. Man, so, Wolves are interesting, and and I don't know. I, I'm not going to move to them, but I wouldn't fault anyone for doing it, Brian. They're, look, they're higher in the club mojo table than I would have thought. Hot off the presses, League Ben has just got blasted the, the mojo table over Oh, yeah. Me. And uh, no no. You know, uh, on fire Manchester City, only one there. Uh, red hot Liverpool, and then Wolves. Brian, Wolves yeah. in their last five matches, Premier League matches, one win, lost to Arsenal, and then three other wins behind that. Yeah, like they're doing better than I would have thought. Wolves are have been all season. We've said this defensively. Wolves have been. Not impossible to break down, but, but they've tough. been one of the toughest teams yeah. defensively all season. Yeah, they're really playing for that manager too. That manager that uh, Bruno Ignacia, Bruno Iglesia, Laja, Bruno La- Lager. Mm-hmm. Yes, Bruno exactly. Lagi. Yes, 
That's Bruno Lino. It's Bruno Lino. Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Um, we we well we are talking about we, we really talk about Bruno a lot. Yeah, we really have it. Bruno Loggy. Is it Loggy? It Laja. can't be Loggy. It's Laja. Laja? Yeah. Look, what I'm saying is... Is that a how to say? I, we never did a how to say with him. Okay. What I'm saying is, I like, people are moving to Wolves defenders. It seems like a... Yeah. It seems like a... I, I think, based on what their mojo is, I don't think the matchups are great. I, I Like, if they're... They, home Leicester at Arsenal. It just, can they it keep a clean sheet against Leicester? Sure, they could. If, if bad Leicester shows up, if if the Leicester that's like like if the the dud Leicester, of course they're going to keep yeah. a clean sheet against. Yeah, them. are they going to go to Arsenal and keep a clean sheet? I don't think so. I I doubt it. Yeah, and also the one thing Leicester hasn't been bad at doing this so far this season is scoring. So they just can't defensively, stop yeah, right. defensively, they've been not great. I guess what I'm saying is I, it just seems like the matchups are more favorable Agree. for Arsenal defenders, definitely for the Liverpool guys. Just not sure. I guess I'm not sure why Connor Cody's the fifth most transferred in of all the defenders. Finishing out red hot, West Ham. Next category is tickled pink with Brighton, Arsenal, Chelsea, Southampton in that order. Mm-hmm. Going into the neutral, Newcastle, Villa, Palace, Leicester. Bruised ego then. Man United. I'm glad he put Newcastle ahead of Villa because I, them, I agree. that win was That was a was big a, win. Newcastle's on three wins. Yeah. Newcastle's been climbing the, the Club Mojo table. Yeah. Them losing Trippier to the broken foot is going to hurt him. I know. We, we need to talk gonna about say. that. It wasn't worth talking about because he broke his foot. Yeah. Villa, Palace, Leicester. Then bruised ego, number 13, Manchester United. Norwich, Spurs, Leeds, that feels pretty accurate, probably. Norwich, Spurs, Leeds, yeah. Leeds. United, Norwich, Spurs, Leeds, 13 through 16. Yeah. I Spurs and Leeds, I, I could flip Spurs lost those. three in a row. They are, I could I could put Leeds ahead of them. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have yeah. faulted that at all. And that's another thing even for this week, like the fact that Leeds you look at the matchup for Manchester United and say, oh, it's great. Leeds is shipping goals left and right. And I'm just like, they're playing at Leeds. Right. At Leeds is bad. Right. Especially for a Manchester United team that's like sort of figured it out a little bit for basically 30 minutes against Brighton. And that's about it <laughs> for their last however many weeks. Right. And playing against a Leeds team, again, that basically is just the – the the leads the league they're survive. like the league's middle finger right now. Yeah, they, they don't. There's so they many don't injuries. Care. Yeah, no. but what I'm saying is oh, they're, they they're don't like care. yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't like, care who you are. Yeah, we're coming after you oh. as hard as we possibly can, and we have good players that can get it. Yeah, no, you're you're getting 90 minutes of nuclear hell when you right. play. That's what I'm leads. saying. I just don't. I don't see that as. I don't see this as a, necessarily a good thing for a weird Manchester United team going to a Leeds team that is, like, ready to run. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Going, uh, continuing on, uh, finishing out the, the club mojo table, Brentford, Everton, Burnley, Watford in that order, and all of that seems reasonable. Yeah. It absolutely does. All right, Brian. I think it would be a huge blow. I 
just to finish it on Veghorst, I think that's a horrible. Okay. If that turns out to be a bad injury or like a two month injury or something for him, oh boy, like I don't. They don't need that. No, no, that'd be horrible. Um, especially because he looked like he was going to be, you know, immediate impact for that. Yeah. Um, Trippier getting hurt for sure. Uh, you know what would have been cool is if uh, Javi Manquillo was ready to step in because Trippier is not going to be back until maybe the end of the season. Mankio would have been such a great sub to bring in. Yeah. Because he's 3.9 and he'd have oh. that starting job basically to himself. Yeah. Wow. And now they be a inste- perfect enabler. Instead, it's going to be some rotation so- of uh, Emil Kraft and Jacob Murphy or something. Oh, man. Brian, uh, high score of the FPL America podcast this week is Wreck-It Ralph. Nice. League Richie. Good job. 98. That's a fantastic score. 98. That's crazy good. Uh, it did take a, uh, a minus four, but his team looked like De Gea Webster. Wow, he played Webster. Um, Dallow, TAA, and Keane? That is, that is something. Rafinha, Jota, Bowen, Calvert-Lewin, Captain Ronaldo, and Malpe. Uh, he got some points. That is what an interesting squad. Yeah, I'll because say. he's playing like he. Wreck-It Ralph is playing. This isn't a dead team, right? I can tell that by looking at at the players. Like those are reasonable picks. Kudos to you with Webster and Keane this week. It seems like based on what my I just scanning through uh, earlier today, the difference between you having like a normal to very good score or having an unbelievable score this week. It feels like the difference was whether or not you had Adam Webster. Adam Webster scoring sixteen in his two matches uh, in the double match week that'll get you that'll get you up there. Unbelievable! I, I love it. I love it. Well, the, you know he's only he's point seven percent selected. Adam Webster. Right. I'm sure people bringing him in were looking at the four point four because he he now has a spot. He has Dan Burns' spot, right? Yeah. And so Beltman is so. So can we have a Brighton moment? I guess. Brighton moment right now. Adam Webster, great score this week. Uh, Veltman, cheaper. Veltman's 4.2. Okay. He's starting. Uh, Lamptey's a little more, but Lamptey's, they're, they're rotating Lamptey him. back? Lamptey's back, but they're rotating him. Okay. Lamptey had a good week this week because he got an assist on the Mope goal. Okay. And got the same one that any of the other Brighton defenders got against Manchester United because he, he subbed on in the second half. Brighton, by the way, fifth in the mojo table. Just want to throw that out yeah. there. Cucurella, 5.1, probably the best option for attack and security, but he's the most expensive. So just want to say, like, good job for people that had Adam <laughs> Webster. I mean, that's a fantastic choice. I love it. I love it. Rounding out, uh, look, I'll give you the top five uh, in our podcast league. Uh, league leader, Anthony Game of throw-ins, continue, continuing to do that. He had an 88. Great week for you. Fusion, Freaks, FC, League Diane, Nirvana State, Michael, and Ianacho, Gazunheit, Daniel. Uh, and then rounding out the top five, Family of Ten, League Lucian. So congrats to all you guys on decent weeks. And um, I'm continuing to try to track you down. My week I thought was going to be good, but it wasn't as good as I thought. Man. Getting that Bowen vice captaincy to, was, was to ma- kick in. That is, was massive. I was going to say, that oh, is a massive. massive difference. Massive. All right. Well, listen, Brian, we'll, uh, hopefully we'll have Scott back next week. Are he there, can, where the, what, what move are you doing here? 
I'm not. I, I, so what, what is your move this I, week? I, I think I'm not going to make a move. Really? The, I do have this one question for you. You want to help me make a lineup decision? And this goes back to what you were saying earlier. Some of the other matchups are kind of good, the single matchups. And so is yeah. it even worth going for someone? So I have Dennis as a striker. Yeah. Playing at Villa at or at Villa Home Palace for Watford, is he better than Bowen home to Newcastle? I don't trust anything with Watford at all. Is he better than Jalen Ramsey home to Watford? Jalen Ramsey, Jacob Ramsey home to Watford. Um, like, would you rather have Dennis against Villa and Palace, or just Ramsey against Watford home Watford? You probably want Ramsey home Watford. That's yeah. my point. I, I literally have a guy with a double match week. I think he's got to sit on my bench because I'm playing DeBrone. And, and then if someone – and then one, one of my city players doesn't play, he comes in. But it's TAA, Robertson, Laporte, Cancelo. And then it's Sala, Bowen, Ramsey, DeBrone, and James Ward-Prowse with Edward leading my line. And right now the captain's on Sala, and it'll probably be a white C captain uh, as I will probably activate the triple captain. Yeah. I No, I, I – the, everything you said. It literally is, just looks like it could be. I, I, I feel like I'm staring at the the greatest fantasy uh, score of a, for a single match week of all time that could happen this week. And it won't even matter because everyone's going to triple captain him. Yeah. It won't That's matter. What, I'm, I genuinely am wondering that. And, I, and I'm scared not to have him. I, I am so prepared this week to take a minus 18. <laughs> or you just to, wild guarded. Or to do nothing. Okay. And so that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I think this so far this season, we can I know we're trying to end this. We are. So far this season, the double match week has paid off. The doubles have worked. Yeah. And I would say this week is a perfect example. Like, I get it. If you went to Ronaldo, you went to Bruno, they saved it to late, but it yeah, happened. They did give it to you. Right. You had Dallo in your team? If you had Dallo from Manchester United as a defender, you were feeling all right. If you yeah. had De Gea, you got 10 from De Gea this week. This double week, to me, it it just screams opportunity. And yeah. so I I totally understand. Like we're saying Arsenal is in they have good good feelings. Yeah. They're playing well. Yeah. They're playing two at home yeah. against teams that are the in winnable matchups for them. Liverpool's about to play the best two game stretch that is possible for a team of their caliber. And they're both at home. To play at home. All the other double game week teams aren't that bad. And the desperation of, say, a Burnley might kick in. James Tarkowski, Tarkowski's been pretty good. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Like they are some of the form defenders. Ben, me, and Tarkowski have been. Pretty good in the last four weeks. I'm just saying yeah. it feels like in a game week where there's so many double week options, taking a hit in this week is not a crazy idea. Are you captaining Salah? I am almost certainly captaining and triple captaining okay. Salah. Fair enough. All right, we're both on record for it. Uh, I don't fault anyone doing the other millions of things that we suggested. Good luck. It's going to be a tough week. I'm probably too scared to not go Salah. Normal match week starting on Saturday morning. You have all the way until 6 o'clock a.m. in the United States 
uh, here in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. Will you make your final change at 5.59 a.m.? I don't know if I'll be up in time. All right. Fair enough. Hey, for the FPL America Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.